Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This podcast was created with the purpose of being real. Diving deep into the behind the scenes of what it's like to be successful while struggling with some of life's biggest challenges. In this podcast, there is no holding back. The tough questions are asked, hard things are said, and week after week, our hosts bring you tangible tips and tricks to live your best life. We're here to show you that you don't have to settle for good enough, that you can shoot for the stars and accomplish your wildest dreams. The road to get there may look a little different, but we're here to prove to you that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Today is a podcast with just me, Natalie. We don't have Shalinda today and a wonderful guest. Her name is Jennifer Quinn. She is an internationally recognized live streaming expert, a coach, a CMO, a visual keynote speaker, and an author. Jenny went from making $15 an hour as an administrative assistant to owning and operating a digital marketing agency. She grew up the youngest of six children in Houston, Texas, USA, and she's also the author of a fresh, informative, and instructional step-by-step guide called Leveraging Live Streaming to Build Your Brand, Start, Master, and Monetize Live Video, which is available on Amazon. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, Natalie. It's so great to be here. I am really, really excited to talk about this journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. So I would love to start, like what made you so passionate from, from being an assistant to, to opening your own business? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And everything that I've, that I've done really stems back to a moment that I had in my therapist's office in, in 2008 or 2009, where I felt like I was seen for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I just realized life just wasn't working in any area of my life. So when I first sat with her, and in fact, she came, she was the first guest on my podcast being seen. Oh. I know, talk about crazy, because you never think you're going to reconnect with your counselor from all those years ago. <laughs> but for the first time in my life, I felt seen. And that allowed me to start the healing journey from the inside. And once you heal from the inside, then it is foundational. And then you can make different choices because you care. (laughs) I didn't care before. So you had that moment and then you decided that enough's enough. I'm not going to work for someone. And it kind of went from there. It kind of did. I wish it was that. I wish it was that (laughs) linear. The healing journey is continues even now. Right. And so it was more. I I leaned more heavily towards the physical healing first Mm. and then, you know, and it was hand in hand with emotional and then, yeah. And then it was just like, Hey, I, I I can do this on my own. Right. I I don't have to sit here in a job that I hate. So it was more about, yeah. You mentioned physical healing. What type of physical healing? So that happened a couple years after my being seen moment with my therapist and I just couldn't function at the level that I wanted to, I weighed 308 pounds. Mm. And because of the self-acceptance that I had experienced and the healing of the shame, then I could go to a doctor and actually get an accurate diagnosis. Mm. Because up till that point, I was so embarrassed about my weight that I couldn't even go to the doctor to see what was happening. Right. And so, you know, and that's just a life lifetime of shame. Yeah. (laughs) Right. For sure. 
So I'll never forget that moment. I went to the doctor, I stepped on the scale and they, you know what? He didn't even have the digital scale. He had the old school oh. scale. Yeah. So she puts it at 200 pounds. <laughs> nope. 250. Nope. 300 pounds. Nope. 308 pounds. And I remember just staring at it going, well, there it is. Yeah. Truth. It is. It just they had is, that right? same scale when I was pregnant and I was like, really could do, are you doing this to pregnant women? <laughs> Stop and get it over with. Just right? give us a digital number, get off. Right. <laughs> so uh, it was at that doctor's office that he diagnosed me with Hashimoto's an autoimmune yeah. disorder and thyroid hash, uh, what's it called? Uh, whatever it affected my thyroid. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then with the accurate diagnosis, then I could take the right action steps. Yeah. So where were you at that point in, in your career? So at that point I was, I had launched my, my digital marketing agency and I was playing very small without question. I was working with local businesses, barely doing stuff, right? I would get the small accounts. I would underprice. I would underbid. <laughs> I would do whatever it took to get the deal and then work 10 times as hard as I probably should have for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then get used because you were working that hard. Right. So they yep. expected more. Yep. Yeah. Totally. And that was at that same time. So you, you were working, you know, kind of, you were, you were playing small and then you got diagnosed. Yes. So then, then what happened? Did the diagnosis change things for you? Oh, 100%. So that doctor, and I know this is very common. I asked him specifically, what can I do nutritionally? <laughs> uh, right. He said, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And I went, all right, what can I do nutritionally that would get in the way of what you're doing medically? And he said, nothing, do whatever you want. Yeah. So I did my own research and I found the autoimmune protocol, which by the way, felt impossible to go from yeah. very, very, very sick and not functioning and eating nothing but standard American diet, right? To go from that to now I'm doing an autoimmune protocol. I didn't even cook my own food. I ordered right. in all the time. Fortunately, I found a local company who created paleo food that you could just order and pick up. And that oh was my, gosh. that was my gateway, <laughs> gateway drug to health, if you will. Yeah. Right. Because then I could say, okay, I will only eat what I can order from them because I didn't, wow. it cut down the learning curve. What an amazing, like it happened so much. My blood, I felt like it boiled inside my body. When you said that I had the exact same experience and really and, and except the reason the, the bad thing is when I had the experience, I was 17, 18, and I took his words as gold. Oh, yes. well, nutrition doesn't matter. And so for the next 10 years, I ate like shit, <laughs> pardon my language, but it's true. You know, I, it, it doesn't matter. So why would I try actually vegetables right. hurt me more? They hurt my stomach. So, you know, but the autoimmune protocol and, and that type of things was a little bit my gateway as well. Paleo was definitely my gateway. And you, you go from McDonald's every day or whatever it is, fast food to now, okay, I'm cooking and I'm eating with any, nothing that's processed. What does that even mean? Like quickly your mind changes too. Like well, you're so much. And I was going to ask you, did you notice, well, did you make the switch like immediately all at once or was it gradual? What happened was in two, th oh boy, 2011 or 12, I can't remember exactly. I, I changed jobs and I wanted to lose weight. And I was in, in working with a friend of mine and she was so sweet and she was going to CrossFit and they were doing paleo. And I, I never even thought like, oh, I could actually lose weight by eating healthy. Like I thought crash diet or whatever. Oh, so of course. 
Yeah. Right. So I started working out, started going to kickboxing and then I started just eating better and paleo, I think was what came on, you know, you know what it was cooking. <laughs> I just started cooking period. Oh, cool. And the cool. story, you know, yeah. like making easy chicken breasts. And I never, I was young. I was like 21 or something. I'd never cooked before. So all of a sudden I'm cooking, my weight's dropping. I'm feeling better. My Crohn's is getting better. And then over that period of time, fitness became like a very center of it. And it ebbed and flowed. I got better. I got worse with eating. I got like a really obsessive at one point where with paleo uh, for, you know, about a year or something where it was very strict, but it yeah, it was kind of like the entry point. And then it's ebbed and flowed in me with every, every different type of diet and stuff. And now it's just watching what you eat, like eating healthy, but having balance. Yes, totally. Yeah. Totally. When I started paleo within three days, I, I could track that. I felt, uh, 50% better mentally, like wow. mentally, I didn't see yeah. that one coming at yeah. all. And then within, I want to say six months, I lost 70 pounds. Wow. Good for you. Thanks. But here's the thing. So I went back to the same doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, know where this, this is going. going. <laughs> he was like, huh? Well, that's kind of a surprise. And I'm like, it's all nutrition. And he tested my uh, antibodies, right? He's like, wow, you're really reversing this. It's, I go, it's nutrition. So now you can tell people, right? He goes, well, it's anecdotal. I know. So, so then uh, I started working with the trainer after that. And I lost another 80, I don't know, 84 or 86 pounds. So I ended up losing half my body weight. Good for you. Thank you. But listen, I went back to that same doctor and he said, did you have surgery? What are you doing? Did you have surgery? He wouldn't believe me. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is all food. This is all nutrition and lifting. That's all yeah. I've done. Yeah. I'm eating so clean. Right. And he didn't believe me. And then he actually said, honestly, the last time I saw you, I thought you'd come back and have gained that 70 pounds. I thought, did you really just say that? Oh, anyway, all this to say, <laughs> do your research. I mean, trust it, it, your intuition, trust your intuition, right? Because I've, I've been to a doctor who said, oh, I'll put you on medication. That'll make you throw up. So you can lose the weight you've gained from this other medication. What? And I was like, but I'm a personal trainer. I'm training two days a week, like two days, twice a day. I'm, I'm eating really well. And I'm actually not, it's a, it was an endocrinologist. So she was supposed to test my hormones. And she's like, no, I'm not testing that. I'm actually going to put you on this medication that makes you throw up. And I was like, I will never see you again. Bye-bye. Wow. But how yeah. many people Smart. How many people yeah. would have been in that office that you were in? Yeah. Like I was as a little girl, little girl as a teenager. Yeah. And that said, oh, okay, I guess my thyroid's broken. I can eat whatever I want. I guess I'll just eat worse. And then be 400 pounds the next time they went. 100%. Yep. And they expect it, obviously, yeah. based on what my doctor said. Yeah. Which then just like <clears throat> makes us un not trust the medical system, which is probably not what this episode should be about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 But, um, it's a good segue to what happens with business is like, you were in that office and you were like, okay, this, this man who I should trust as my doctor has given me this pretty substantial diagnosis. Doesn't know what he's talking about, obviously. So wait a second. Like, should I be working for someone? Like I just did all this research. I changed my life. I lost all this weight. Like I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. 
For sure. Oh. And so it kind of all happened in the same year, all like oh, everything God. kind of the, the work, of course, came long before. Right. Yes. But, you know, like in, on July 2nd of 2017, I hit goal of losing half my body weight. Ah. October of 2017, I published my book that became an Amazon bestselling you know, book. And so, and everybody was like, what'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? And of course they wanted to know the weight loss. They're like, what'd you do? And I'm like, if I told you exactly what I did to work out and ate and everything, I would be doing you a disservice because it doesn't start there. It starts healing, you know, it starts with the internal transformation and people don't want to do that work. They want, like you said, they want the crash diets. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you say, actually, you need to wake up and write down your gratitude list. Yeah. And that's how you're going to lose weight. People would be like, wait, what? <laughs> you're crazy. But it's right. not like, that's where you start. That's and, where you and, start. And to your point, that's also how you change everything else in life. That's exactly. how you change your, your business trajectory, your money mindset, your everything that happens, your circle of influence that all changes mm-hmm. from changing inside first. Yes. Literally. If you're trying to have a successful business or if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to heal your autoimmune, I mean, people will say you can't heal, but if you're trying to get better with your disease, then you can't just force your way through it. That would be like a boulder trying to move a boulder or something like that. Like it's energy, it's ebbing, flowing, it's moving water. You have to do it gently. You have to care for yourself, do it within. And then you'll see mountains being turned over but go on a crash diet or take a million business courses and don't believe in yourself. You'll be the same place in a year. I love that. So cool. 100%. So tell me at what point, like, tell me that story when it came to your business. So you're undervaluing yourself, you're doing anything you can to get a buck kind of, and then, and then how did you get to where you are now? Well, I have to tell you, I can attribute a lot of that. I'm a huge, huge advocate of coaches and trainers and get somebody who can see you for who you are and your potential versus the story that you're telling yourself over yeah. and over and over. Clear mirroring. Yeah. Clear mirroring. Clear mirroring. Someone yeah. who's going to mirror back exactly yeah. who you are, not just sugarcoat things. Right. Exactly. And so I hired the right coach for me because, you know, you have, again, intuition, I interviewed a bunch of coaches and I hired the right coach for me and he was able to see me where I was, see my journey. Yes, of course. And the potential. And he just coached me on you're basically you're undervaluing yourself. You know, so much more than you're charging your clients, you know? So it was learning a new skill and having the confidence to do it and being willing to lose the deal. Yes. Yep. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, and now, honestly, I interview people to see if they're a good fit yep. and I never undercut my rates. And if it isn't a good fit all the way around, then it's not a good fit. If it's not good for both of us, it's not good. So true. Uh, number one, when I do take a few business coaching clients a year. And my number one thing is, yes, you're on this call to learn what business coaching is, but you're also on this call for me to decide if I would even take you on as a client. (laughs) 100%. Good job. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what would you say is the main thing that you love doing in your business right now? I am completely obsessed with people consciously choosing their lives. Mm. I am so unattached to what that outcome is, but through my coaching, whether it's one-on-one or even consulting live stream or group coaching, whatever, I just really love it when people, the light bulb goes off and they're like, wait, I don't 
have to do it the way that I've always done it or the way my family's always done it. I can actually make choices for what lights me up, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it turns out this is your one and only life, you know? (laughs) And then helping them put a plan together of what that looks like and offering support and reframing things. And, you know, yeah, I just, I just love that. That's so cool. I love that too. I love that too. I have a note here that you are a mom. So tell us a little bit about your kids. And I love speaking with other moms. I'm a new mom myself. So how does that work into your business? Ooh, you're a new mom. That's so fun. So (laughs) I started very, very young. Uh, That's a whole different podcast. Um, But I do have five grown children. Wow. Yeah. And they're just, uh, you know, superhero. (laughs) They are um, like, they're, they're still, believe it or not, they're still the reason I do everything. Like, I'm like, if I can go through this life and at the end they say, mom, I'm so proud of you. You know, Mm. that's, that's it. Like that's all that really matters. And so that's pretty much what drives me to do what I do because I also want them and grandkids and great grandkids to say, Hey, if you know, mom or Gma or whoever could do it, what can I do? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. And do you include your children in your business? Uh, as a matter of fact, I do. One of my daughters does my web design for me and my content writing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love hearing that. But I, we had a interviewer interviewee on a few weeks ago and she was talking about how, when her kids were little, she would get them to put stickers on all of just like, here's put stickers on all these pages. It's really important. That's stuck with me. So like it was a few weeks ago, but I swear it'll stick with me forever because so good. Yeah. Yeah. For kids to be involved. That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I would love to ask, what are some tips that you would say for someone maybe getting started or even a successful CEO to live streaming? What are some tips that they should know? Like quick, I don't know, hacks. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. This is easy. Um, so one of the things I'm just going to bl- blast through these, right? Yes. But, but I, I share five things you must know before you go live. And one thing to never, like one thing to never do, right? Five things you must do one thing to never do, but it's pretty simple. The first thing is you want to lurk and you want to look around and see what other people are doing, not just in your industry, but in other industries too. And just start taking notes of all the things that you want to do. Right. And then the next four are easy. It's labs. That's my acronym L A V S. So L is for lighting. Lighting is people get hung up on lighting, but honestly, all you have to do is position yourself in front of a window. So the light is coming in on you and that's it. That's that simple. Um, You can get a ring light. You can get the box lighting. You don't have to. We put so many things in our way to keep us from getting started. So I'm taking all those away from you right now. Okay. Then there's audio. If you're live streaming from your phone, if it's a newer model and you're in a quiet environment, you're going to be just fine with the audio that's already built in. You can throw AirPods in if you're from your mobile device. Alternatively, you can go, if you're on your desktop, you can go to Amazon and pick up a a mic, an external USB mic for around a hundred dollars. So it's not even expensive, right? 
And then, um, so LAV video, video is so important. Uh, we used to be able to get away with shoddy video, but people mm. have gotten accustomed to, they want really clean, crisp video. Again, your mobile device, if it's a newer model, is keeping up with the technology much more than your desktop or laptop. So if you're using a desktop or laptop, make sure that you have, again, an external USB webcam to use. And then the S of the LAVS is stability. This is a specific tip for a professional who wants to live stream. We need to have stable video so that you can build trust with people. The reason to live stream is to increase the know, like, and trust factor. And the way that you build trust with people is to show up the way that they expect you. So for you, for example, if you, as a personal trainer, they would probably expect you to be in workout clothes at a gym. Oh, I'm not a personal trainer anymore. That was a long oh, time ago. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry. Well, no, let's okay. just say hypothetically, if yeah. somebody listening is a personal trainer, right? Um, so, but I work a lot with lawyers and doctors and CPAs, and we, you know, are very intentional with our backgrounds on because you have just a few seconds to convey trust. So show up the way they expect you to. And then the one thing to never do when you go live, and I know that everybody listening to this is going, oh my gosh, I hate that. But it is when you go live, start your content immediately. Do not mm. ever say, we're going to wait for a few more people to show up, right? Yeah. Uh, because honestly, when you're live streaming, don't even worry about your live viewers you're really creating content for your replay viewers. So yeah. jump right into your content, get to the point, give them what you promised to give them and then get out. A tip I heard someone say that I really like is maybe say something the personal about yourself or something that's happening, just a little bit of a story right at the beginning and then get into the meet. So the live can join in and they're, you know, they see, but then when a replay is watching, they kind of it all makes sense. You're not just sitting there totally. fast forwarding. Totally. I and it's not that. just, uh, we're waiting for more people to show up. Right. Nobody right. <laughs> I loved that. the tip about your background. So that's something that I've always thought about my background. If no one's watching, but it's not the greatest. Um, what is your thoughts on like having a background with the logos behind, or do you think a pretty like professional background, um, like kind of staged background is the way to go? Well, I'll tell you, and I hate this answer, but it's true. It depends. It depends right. on your brand. It depends. You want to show up the way people expect you to show up because mm -hmm. you're, you want to convey trust and authority and credibility. Yeah. So it's going to totally depend. Like, for example, it would make sense for a lawyer or for a CPA to have some certificates framed in the background with a bookshelf, right? Because that yeah. demonstrates that credibility, right? For me, for my brand. I always will have a background that feels like if you're hanging out with me, that's what you would see in the background. Cause yeah. it's, it's not, you know, I'm not a lawyer or doctor, <laughs> right. Um, but I will tell you the thing in my opinion, and I know people are going to disagree with me, but I think that discredits you the fastest is a virtual background. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I could just like drum roll because seriously, nothing frustrates me more than I'm on a Zoom call and they have a virtual background. And I don't even actually know why. Well, like what's within me that I feel like, are you hiding something? Exactly my point. <laughs> exactly my point, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So you, you brought up your background, but I want to say as a podcaster right now, your background's brilliant. Like oh, well, thank you, you have, <laughs> you know, it looks like a nice clean studio with a boom arm with the mic and a windscreen. Like it's perfect. Like, yeah, and there is exactly- some plants and stuff up there. Yeah. If I, if I, uh, moved our screen, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. No, 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 no. So yeah. Good. I love it. Okay. I would kind of to wrap things up, just circling back to, we talked a lot about being successful, talking a little bit about sick. If someone is dealing with a chronic illness or, you know, maybe just an illness or a setback, maybe weight gain and and trying to lose it or anything like that. And they're just feeling really stuck and unmotivated and down. What is some kind of advice or what is some advice you would give them? Yeah, I love this. And it sounds trite, but I'm going to say it. And that is be kind to yourself, Mm. be kind to yourself and give yourself the grace that you would give your daughter or your son or your best friend. It's much easier to say than it is to do. And that's why I recommend finding one safe person. And, you know, we go to our doctor for the physical stuff, but find one safe person that you can really process through everything that's going on. It might be a counselor. I don't know. Like that was my journey. That's not everybody's journey. It might be a coach. It might be a best friend. It might be a spouse. I don't know who it is, but make sure you have a safe place to process everything. And then I'm going to still circle back to be patient, be kind and celebrate every single itty bitty win because it's that energy of celebrating that moves you forward. And we have to get out of our head of my goal was whatever to accomplish this by this date. And I only did half of it really. Cause if you didn't do anything, you wouldn't have done half. So let's celebrate the half. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I see that so much in business where it's like, I had a goal to have a thousand K launch and I only did 70,000. Okay. But you have 70,000 in your bank account. Like let's celebrate. So what's one way you would suggest, or what's one way you love celebrating when you have a big win? Ooh, a big win. So, okay. So I have a couple different things. So I, I celebrate every step of the way. So for example, when I was writing my book, I bought myself a pair of boots that I really wanted and I put them in plain sight and told myself when I completed the first edit, then I could wear the boots. Right. And then it just incrementally goes up every step of the way. It literally, it can be the littlest thing. It's whatever excites you. For me, even just getting up, getting out of the house and going to the gym, when I do that, I reward myself with a, an Americano at my favorite coffee shop. Like it isn't anything huge, but I add the, it's like what you were saying earlier. It's all energy, right? It is. So I add the energy of celebration Yeah. and then that wires my brain, rewires my brain to say, gym workout. Good get reward, right? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Cause we are, we are animals when it comes down to it. Right. Yeah. I think you just gave me a reason to buy some Louis Vuittons because I <laughs> sounds ridiculous, but I have wanted them for so long and we had a really successful launch and I was like, I'm going to buy them. Of course I didn't. And then, you know, as time moves on, but now I'm like, okay, when I start writing my book, I will buy myself or maybe the first edit, whatever. I'll make that clear in my goal journal, but I already have a spot in front of me on a shelf. These white, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. When I start writing the book, which is like 2022. <laughs> okay. But, but, but let me ask you, are you going to yeah. buy them before you reach your goal? So you can look at them and say, I get to wear them when, well, I don't know if I'll ever wear them. I live in Winnipeg, <laughs> Manitoba. So I really just want them in my office to remind me of what I'm doing. 
Okay. But let me reframe that goal. And I promise you guys, listeners, I will tell you on the next or few podcasts what that's going to look like for me, but I have them. I know what they look like. They're white with obviously the red bottom. They're Mm. beautiful, but I love, I do the celebrating thing. Like for us, when we had a successful launch, me and Shalinda, my business partner, she's not here today. We had a full on spa day. Like we went and had a facial and a massage. It was actually a couple spa day. We were like in the room together. It was the funnest thing in the world, but we worked so hard for months to get there. And then we're, you know, wow, we're finally here. Like instead of, okay, the next launch is going to be, and this isn't, you know, and you never stop the hustle. So that is for all you listeners, take a moment to celebrate, take a moment to stop the hustle. And just as small as you went to the gym like that, celebrate every single day and watch your life change. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Now the floor is yours. So tell us what you have going on now, where our listeners can find you. Of course, we'll link everything in the show notes, anything, you know, anything that they can go support you on. Oh, thank you. First, I want to thank you, Natalie, for having me on. This has been an absolute delight. Uh, So you can find me JennyQLive.com, J-E-N-N-Y, the letter Q, live.com. I'm JennyQLive also on Instagram, which is where I hang out the most. And then everything else else is on the website that you can click to and, you know, go check it out. Love it. And your book's on Amazon, right? It is. Yeah. And your podcast name? My podcast is Being Seen. Love it. Jenny Q. And it's all about what, what I do is I bring on guests and experts who not only give resources and tips to transform your trauma into your superpower, but they also share their being seen moments with us. I love that so much. So make sure you guys head on over there and follow Jenny. Remember, it's not only possible to be sick and successful, it's possible for you. 